0: to another episode of creepypasta the creepypasta podcast i'm jeff kowalski i'm your host on this podcast me and some guests talk about creepy internet stories they are commonly known as creepypasta which is a name i famously don't like with me today i have my very good friends phil corso hey hi hello hi and chris luminello hello And Chris, I understand you have brought for us today, uh, for the, uh, inspection of the Midnight Society, uh, what did they say (laughs) in that show, uh, (laughs) (laughs) approval, uh, the approval, the the approval of the Midnight Society. Society, you brought for us, uh, Lavender Town Syndrome.
1: Yes, I did.
0: All right, tell us, tell us what the deal is with this thing.
1: Okay, the Lavender Town Syndrome is, uh, from the Pokemon Red and Blue generation of video games. Uh, There was a peak in suicides and illnesses in children uh, between the ages of 7 and 12, shortly after the release of Pokemon Red. And green, it would be in Japan. In America, it was blue. Uh, Rumors were that these kids were getting sick and or committing suicide uh, after playing these games. And supposedly, it was due to a song in a particular town in the video game. Uh, Supposedly, it was because of the... Uh, frequencies, the extremely high frequencies that studies showed that only children and young teens could hear, which explains why it only afflicted uh, children.
0: Yeah, and uh, about now, I'll uh, insert a little bit of audio of that theme for our fine audience to hear. story because unlike a lot of them, it prese- presents itself as, uh, something that could have really happened. Like, it's not like Slender Man, where you're like, eh, no, there's no <laughs> there's no, no there's, there's no tentacle really suit, tall man. Guy, tall like, man yeah. with no face, wandering somewhere. Yeah, he's not real, but like okay. children might kill themselves or die that happens, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no, like, clearly paranormal like, uh you know, details, like, you know, any of the residue that something like this might have, happening might have, might leave is pretty reasonable like that to children, I
1: guess.
0: There's a couple other Pokemon ones, like one we're going to discuss on a later episode uh, called Pokemon Black, which uh, you could probably guess was written before there was actually a game called that. It's about like a haunted Pokemon cartridge, and it's like, yeah, that's a fun story, but it's a little less spooky, because it doesn't seem like it could have happened. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. we, we could have been the kids playing the bad Pokemon
1: game.
0: <laughs> All right. The haunted cartridge. That's that's a good one.
1: Well, um, what's, what's cool about the Lavender Town Syndrome is that, you know, it's... In and of itself, it's spooky, but there's a sort of uh, contextual spookiness in the game itself, because the town, Lavender Town is basically one big, horrible graveyard. Like, it's, yeah. it's the scary part of the game is also the part of the game that supposedly made a bunch of kids jump out of buildings.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. That adds, like, an extra thing to it.
1: Like, there is you know, like, some sort of paranormal thing, even though there obviously isn't. There's just an undertone to it.
0: Yeah, like some of the yeah. dialogue once you get up in the Lavender Tower from the uh, ghost. Yeah, like the ghost-ridden ladies is like blood. Give me your blood in this game, for children. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, and I love I love the one like the thing that because you meet your rival in Lavender Town because there's no gym, so they like it's there for a for a rival battle, and so the one time your rival comes up and he's like do you know what it's like to have a friend die? Or, like, to, like, bury a friend? (laughs) And it's like, oh my god, wow.
1: Well, there's a fan theory, too, that, uh, the reason he's there is that you murdered his Pokemon.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you killed one of his Pokemon. I'm sure that's another one we can, (laughs) can, uh, you can have on here, Jeff. Yeah, I don't deal with fan theories. Fan theories? No, that's, I I mean, that one I think kind of, like, blurs the line between fan theory and creepypasta just because it is so creepy. Yeah, I like, I like that particular reading, that um, yeah. by by uh, doing whatever you do on the SSN, he can't, like, when you beat him, he can't get back to a Pokemon <laughs> yeah. center in time. Although it's weird, in Lavender Town, um, when you talk to all of the people in the Pokemon graveyard, they're all like, oh, my Growlithe died, I'm so sad. They are not very specific about why their Pokemon are dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they've Maybe they've been there for like a while, and they're just there visiting. It could be, but like,
1: well, do Pokemon might age? Might that's your a question. die
0: without evolving. <laughs> yeah,
1: oh, that that speaks that's to true. the children dying.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, everything about Pokemon is kind of like a, a child's world. Like most of the people you fight are like kids or teens, and then like all of the bad guys are adults. And like, everyone blocking your path is some authority figure like a cop or a construction worker.
1: I don't know, that sounds like, like oh, real life to get me. Out of,
0: kid. What was that, Chris?
1: That sounds like real life to me.
0: Well, yeah, I guess that's huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um well speaking of that too, the idea that the frequencies could only be heard by children sort of, you know, prevents adults from really being able to weigh in on it.
0: Yeah. Plus, that's a real thing. Uh, yeah. You can, it has built-in. If you're a teen, you can get a ringtone that is such a high frequency that your teachers can't hear it.
1: That was always fun as a substitute because they'd think that I couldn't hear it. I'm like, guys, I'm I'm not an old man. Like, <laughs> put your phones away.
0: Yeah, you only listen to like uh, soft, acu- soft acoustic music, so your eardrums work fine.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, they're not uh, broken like my my. Like your heavy metal, like, like your like uh, yeah, your maximum the hormone
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I have never worn uh 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 earplugs. God, I can't remember words. I've never <laughs> worn earplugs to a concert. No, neither have I. Are you supposed to? <laughs> yes. We're like what? super supposed to. Like, nah, this is completely new to me. Why do you think everyone else had those pink and orange things in their ears, Phil? I I, I I thought it was to shield themselves from Lavender Down and Lavender Down killed themselves getting this back on topic what I like about this especially is it seems even more believable because of the scene from the anime that actually did like get kids to have seizures
1: yeah like there's a validity to the idea of the Pokemon universe or Pokemon games or franchise or whatever you want to call it like messing with people, it it did happen.
0: Yeah, it like kind of replaced um, satanic panic. Was, was this like, uh, Pokemon games are are warping your children's minds? Well, this is like these these early Game Boy Pokemon games like became popular like at just around the time when like you know the internet was exploding into mass in, into you know mass consumption, and um, it was just on that cusp of when when people were giving up, like, having to ask your friends about what the secret is, right? Like, nobody has to ask their friend what how to do the cheat code in the video game anymore. You just look it up. Um, and so that, like, a- a- along with, um, you know, the, the-, the Pokémon, like, having a history of sort of having stuff, like, that needed to be banned, like that one episode of Seizures, like, that all lends, like, a, a creepy, weird sort of authority to this. Um, yeah, nothing, no other video game uh, except the like similar era Zelda's has that same sort of folkloric quality cuz for yeah. everyone our age we were just the right age to be playing this and not have access to like game facts or whatever. Yeah. Well to add to uh-huh. that
1: too supposedly the only children who fell ill or you know committed suicide were in Japan so that added an extra level of disconnect that like you can't check right that
0: for us yeah like, yeah, you can't you can't prove it's wrong because they fixed it.
1: It's where it was
0: like, oh, you can't get Luigi because they took you can't get Luigi Mario 64 because they took out that that glitch. Like, no, you just never could. It just was never. Real.
1: Well, now you can.
0: Well, yeah, now you can. You just, well, my dad works at Nintendo, and he said <laughs> that they took it out, and so it, you guys are stupid. Oh, man. And my there's, uncle works at Nintendo, too. And <laughs> there's this amazing little horror game that's kind of, that kind of ties into all this. Um, and we're about to record another episode about a Haunted Zelda game, so you, you guys will hear about that in, in a week or two. Um, but it all ties into this. Uh, there's this really great little... Um, browser-based horror game called The Uncle Who Works at Nintendo, <laughs> <laughs> and you play a kid uh, who's staying over at your friend's house, and it's, like, the friend who's, like, a, a little asshole that's like, <laughs> my uncle works for Nintendo, and he got me all these new games, Right. <laughs> except, like, it slowly unfolds that, like, The Uncle Who Works at Nintendo is some kind of, like, uh, creepy Cthulhu and, <laughs> like, elder god. Yeah. <laughs> that, like i can see it's, it's see all time at once it's so funny because it's it's sort of a comedic horror game in that it has a ludicrous concept but it is legitimately creepy and frightening
1: wait what about what about a cthulhu monster working at nintendo seems like unlikely
0: <laughs> they're so nice
1: that's Every true
0: time they're like Please understand, oh. Zelda can't come out this year because we're all working so hard on it that our families have left us. I <laughs> just, just love you and Link and Princess Zelda so much that we have to keep working on the game. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Thank you, and, and we're they, sorry.
0: Then they bow to us. Like, they're the most polite company. Even Sony's just like, ah, our new PlayStation 3 is here, and it will only cost 600 US dollars. <laughs> $599 what? US dollars. Yes, that's 500 and a- 599 US dollars. <laughs> Ridge Racer, oh my goodness. Uh, that was that was wild. 2006 was a... 2005 was a wonderful time. That was, uh... We kind of replaced the folklore of the 90s and the turn of the century with the memification. Like, we, we had all this, like, alright, you've got to surf up and down on Cinnabar, and then fly out of the Safari Zone, and that's a right. find missing number. Right. Uh, but, like, you had to learn that from the one kid learned it from another kid who's not right. I, I couldn't i mean i knew how to do it i couldn't tell you where i learned how to do the missing though thing like, yeah I didn't look it up, but I, I remember exactly how to do it and i don't know how i learned it. <laughs> one of my friends in in fifth grade printed out a sheet and gave it to me that's <laughs> so archaic of how to do it
1: <laughs> that's a good friend
0: yeah yeah yeah, he was all right. He's, He's dead now. He's a bit of an asshole. <laughs> his uncle worked for Nintendo. Yeah, that's true. His uncle, his dad worked for Penguin Books. That's almost the same thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's almost the same thing. All right, so uh, for this story, does anyone have a... Uh, I know it's not really a story, but um, which aspect of it do you think is the spookiest? Phil, I'll go first. since It's Chris's story. I'll give him the last word. You get the last word, Chris. Okay, so I think the spookiest part of this story, um, uh, the spookiest part of the story, I mean, is 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 that you can't. Uh, it's it's the tone. To me, it's just the tone itself, right? Like that. There's this uh, like a, a magic like, tone. That yeah, there's like a magic tone that that your Game Boy can make, right? That like this toy. That I, that's really the spooky part about it is that I just. You know, I loved my Game Boy so much, like, looking back on it, like, I had my Game Boy with me all the time, and so to think that, like, you could produce this sound that would make me go insane or some junk like that, right, that that to me is the spookiest part of this one. Yeah, it's, um, it's really interesting, because it's got, like... It's like a horror version of the brown note, almost. Like, <laughs> just, uh, there's one frequency that will mess you up. It'll make you poop, <laughs>
1: right. but, like, Chris, your brain.
0: Chris, what's the spookiest part of this to you?
1: Um, I would say it's the conceivability of it actually being possible. I mean, obviously it's not. Like, it's, it's not a real thing. But there's so much, like, pseudoscience in it and so many aspects of it that make you feel like, oh, yeah, I guess I could see how that could work. And you know the fact that when it came out nobody could disprove it really like it was not designed necessarily but it just all lands in such a way that it's believable on some level right
0: and and music like music itself is like one of just one of those things in the world that is both like totally concrete like obviously there's there is music you can hear it but it's also quite like ethereal as well like, you know, why is, like, 4-4 rhythm, like, what we jive with and stuff like that, you know? So, like, having that, yeah, the, the fact that it comes out of the music of the game definitely goes along with what you're saying.
1: Yeah, I, I also, think the,
0: probably the creepiest part of this to me is uh, a meta aspect of it, which is that um, they... Uh, I had read about this, that they actually had changed the music. Um, It was like, no kids killed themselves, none of that was true. Um, But there's, like, that kernel of truth that there was, like, kind of an irritating frequency in it uh, that was just like, oh, this sounds bad. (laughs) Um, So they fixed it. Um, So that's kind of... uh, Uh, spooky I'm sorry, I'm looking at a gif now, and they overlaid the, like, mysterious ghost and made it move over the town. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Anyway, um, you guys probably have places on the internet where you would like our, um, I think 35 now subscribers to find you. So, uh, Phil, where can they find you? Uh, you can, I am on, uh, Twitter, I've been taking a little break from Twitter, but I'm on Twitter as Sora Agrees, uh, and, um, yeah, I mean that's where you can find me. I'm on Facebook, Phil. You know, just Google me. <laughs> yeah, just go go ahead and Google my name, Phil J.
1: Corso. <laughs> go ahead and do that. What's your uh, social security number, Phil? Just just asking <laughs> yeah. for a friend. Chris, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, I guess my Tumblr. Uh, I'm nice things for awful people on Tumblr. Follow me. <laughs> <All> <laughs> Validate right, uh, me,
0: and you can find me at j3fk on Twitter. WeaponizedLanguage.com, and on Weaponized Language, you can find a story about a ghost who is also a detective starring Phil Corso hey, called Frank Eckhart, Ghost Detective. Frank Ghost Detective. Uh, and you can find that at bit.ly/slash uh, ghostdetective01. And spooky sign off.